Welcome to show 18 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast with Ket from Fluffy Penguin. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a weekly show dedicated to everything cloth diaper. We chat with mamas, brands, retailers, and parents around the world about their cloth diapering journey. Hi, my name is Bailey. I am the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I blog over at simplymombailey.com, but with my new job at Nuggles, I am now kind of retiring from cloth diapering a little bit in that I'm now pretty brand exclusive. And that's been a big change for me because I have been a longtime advocate of all the cloth diapers. But if you go check out my YouTube channel, you can learn that this transition was the right one for me because I need to grow as an individual, and I'm looking forward to this. I really wanted to preface today's episode with Kat from Fluffy Penguin because I know that there is some hesitation and conflict going on in the world between high-end diapers and cheapy diapers, and I was scared of doing today's podcast because I have been a long-time advocate of cloth diaper brands and retailers who are based in Canada or the United States. If you have followed me over the last three years, you probably know that. And you might even be surprised that I'm doing this episode. And I don't know. You guys, this conversation with Kat was eye-opening for me. It really, actually, all of the episodes that I've done in the past couple weeks with moms who are trying to run co-ops or moms who are trying to start their own brands and manufacturing overseas has really been eye-opening to me. The one thing that I really am beginning to say loudly is that we cannot make judgments about a brand before asking their story. And the other thing I'm beginning to learn about the cloth diaper industry is that it's a little bit cutthroat amongst brands. And people are really willing to put down another brand or another retailer pretty quickly. And that's really scary. And I'll know like Angel. I have also and continue to sometimes get really upset with cloth diaper brands who do things that I don't agree with. And... Today's conversation with Kat, you really need to listen to, even if you don't believe in cheapies, even if you have never purchased an Alva cloth diaper before, and you could never in a million years dream of recommending an Alva cloth diaper, because that's from that's that's who I am. And this conversation with Kat was amazing in that um, I learned a little bit about who she is. I learned about her brand, and she's definitely somebody to follow and somebody to watch in 2019. I would give her space, guys. Ket is coming in like a wrecking ball, and it, this could be a good thing for the industry. It could also be a bad thing, and I do have a little bit of hesitancy, um, but I'm really excited to share her story. I, I truly am. I hope that you enjoy it, and you know what? Let me stop rambling, because this isn't about me. This is about burgers. I was hoping you got the email this morning because I feel really bad for not answering over the weekend. That's fine. That's um, life, probably. And I imagine you have children. And every time I sit down to write an email, I forget why I got on the computer. Yep, that's about right. Yeah. Um, So you're one of my most requested guests. Everybody wants to hear your story about Fluffy Penguin. Well, that's good. It's pretty exciting. So why don't we start? 
<laughs> why don't we start in the beginning? Why, how did you even get started in cloth diapering? That, I imagine that's one of the initial questions. Yeah, well, that's going to take us back probably about 10 years. My oldest is 11. Jeez, she's 11 now. Oh. Um, I cloth diapered with her. And back then it was fuzzy buns, work at home mom, hyena cart. I don't know if anyone listening can remember hyena cart but um it's still alive people is it really yeah there's well, a couple that, like... that was like the place you know <laughs> if you wanted cloth diapers you went to hyena cart um solid colors there wasn't really a whole lot of mass production yet so with her we stuck to prefolds and covers and then i got fuzzy buns which were pockets and revolutionized the industry and um so when we had our third who is almost four now he it was just natural to go back to cloth we had some left over and um started looking for more and the market had just exploded mass production had ramped up um there was still work at home moms but there was also china cheapies and i, I hate that term but that's what most people know them by um so at the time i was a stay-at-home mom and i loved fast food and i actually ordered wholesale order from Alva and flipped the ones we didn't use and sold them on Facebook for fast food money like that that's legit. like where are you going with this fast food thing? <laughs> um my goal was to fund my fast food addiction because um my husband worked full-time and I felt bad taking the family's finances for cheeseburgers fair enough so that was the goal and then um I would save up, buy another wholesale pack and sell them and save up and buy another wholesale pack and sell them. And before I knew it, I had a group and then I had a web designer friend who said, well, why don't you build a website? So I built a website and we're going on four years later Oh wow! and we're getting pretty big. Yeah. People, your name is out there everywhere and everywhere that you're the yeah. name on the street. If there was a street. That's, that's amazing to me. Like I've never really been an entrepreneur. I've never really wanted to own a business. So having people say, um, yeah, go, go see Ket. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> just for, and just, just started with burgers. You just <laughs> started with burgers. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the most this unique the answer most I've ever received origin story ever but yeah it started with burgers yeah and I'm probably never gonna get an origin story like that today (laughs) (laughs) again so but you don't sell I was just on your website yesterday you don't sell just cheapies um you guys you also carry tot spots and you carry a variety of cheapies um yeah we started with Alva and obviously we want to hit as many markets as possible I understand there's people out there who maybe can't afford tot spots or maybe don't want to buy China made. So we're really trying to expand. And actually for 2019, we're also looking at Grovia. We're looking at um, Tiny Tots. And we have a couple work at home moms who might be shipping us items to sell for them as well. So we're really trying to branch out because we don't want to be the China cheapy place. You know, we want to really cater to as many people as we can. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of new and upcoming brands who are trying to get their names out and trying to. Oh yeah. And a lot of brands who are trying to help bridge that gap between, I think, the cheapies and then the high end, like they're still manufacturing in China, but they're also like trying to create their own quality products at a low price point. And Fluffy Penguin's doing that too. We have our our own line of prints and in 2019, we will be launching our actual own 
um, style as well. That'd be a, a patent pending um, style that we haven't really seen before. So oh, cool. we're hoping to get a foot in that door as well. And everything we do, we make sure it's responsibly made. We do safety testing, um, lead and phthalates and all that sort of stuff. And we really try to be China cheapy with with benefits. Like we, we want to make <laughs> safe and we want to make sure that, you know, we have a quality guarantee, we have warranties, we back all our products, things like that. So it's not just taking a chance on AliExpress or China or Wish. Um, oh, yeah. you've got, someone behind you who will actually stand behind the products and hopefully provide i i went on wish a couple of weeks ago to order some diapers to see what all that hype is about and i got overwhelmed i don't know no wonder why in cloth diaper groups people are overwhelmed about cloth diapers because there is so many bizarre options on wish oh my gosh, yes I know <laughs> it's exploded and we're hoping to help with that too again in 2019 2019 is going to be probably our biggest year as far as expansion goes we have a system for um, cloth diapering classes that will be nice. kind of on either a video or a um, teachable kind of platform where we go through okay this is a pocket this is a cover you know for people who are just completely overwhelmed because unless you see it it's hard to get a, a feel of it you know you can you can explain what a pocket is but if you have someone there showing you look this is how you put the insert in it makes a huge difference oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. we're also going to be launching trial packs and bundles um, on the retail side um, so to hopefully help people get their hands on it and actually be able to connect the information with the physical products. So you're going to be the brand to watch here in 2019 to see what you're doing. I sure hope so. That, that's exciting. You sound like you've got a ton on your plate and definitely like the video content because um, cloth diapering is such an online community, but it's, it really is something that's best learned in person. And it's trying to figure out how to bridge those two things. Right. And one of our biggest questions is, when are you going to open a store? And I'm like, never. <laughs> um, I want the community is online. I mean, you've got Facebook and Instagram and, and Pinterest and it's all online now. So I really want to hit that, that community um, and hopefully bring it to a more personal level. Yeah. It's, and it's really hard to have a brick and mortar. Like we see brick and people who try brick and mortars just kind of collapse. So you just have to figure out how to uh, nail the online marketplace. Right. Um, e-commerce has really shifted uh, retail. Yeah. So and it's, the, it's, it's, never, been. it's never really going to change. A couple of my guests in the brands that I've talked to in the past have alluded that the cloth diaper industry is pretty cutthroat. Are you finding that to be true in your past four years and coming up in the industry? <laughs> it depends on what industry you're looking at. If you're at looking cloth diapering, perhaps. Well, that's split into several different okay sub industries. Though you've got the co-ops. Oh yeah. Who um, may have some questionable business practices? Who um, I don't feel like I really compete with, but I do see the competition between them. And in fact, a couple co-ops tried to band together, but their customer base is so similar and the same people are in both groups and it didn't work out like they hoped, but co-ops can be super cutthroat, especially if something goes wrong in one of them. You get a lot of trash talking, you get a lot of, um, yeah, I mean, of past wrongdoings. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with co-ops at all. I actually just maybe in the last couple of months on the show began to learn about co-ops. So it's definitely a world that I wasn't familiar with, but it's pretty big, like a big side hustle for a lot of it people. Is. And I don't know how much we want to get into this, but no. the big problem with co-ops right now is 
unexperienced people who don't put the research in who then start selling. So you have problems with quality, you have problems with copyright infringement, which is a huge thing with co-ops. All these co-ops selling Disney movie screenshots and stolen prints. And there was one, I'm not going to name names, um, who took an image off Google that she shouldn't have touched. And, and that made a big hubbub in the co-op community. Um, so you've got nobody really looking at safety. You've got no one really standing behind their products. A lot of co-ops have a no refund policy, things like that. And what started as a bunch of moms getting together to make bulk buys has turned into this almost unregulated small business community. And of course, Fluffy Penguin doesn't want to do that. We, we, are, we, we like to think of ourselves as more a retailer than a, a co-op. We do do some pre-orders and group buys, but not in the same way. It's like a retail pre-order versus a co-op buy. I think it's still, um, that was an important point to touch because one of my questions here on my list is always why should we buy from Fluffy Penguin versus buying from someone else or directly or from a co-op. And that's exactly why we should buy from Fluffy Penguin. Right? Uh, yeah, that, that's my thought is, is we're not going to leave you hanging. As somebody, I have been in the cloth diaper industry for three years, but definitely in the higher end market. So I don't know a lot about co-ops and um I didn't know that that's kind of an unregulated industry, like you're kind of mm -hmm. suggesting. Um, there's really a need to push for shopping with a retailer like Fluffy Penguin then instead right. of... And, and most co-ops are cheaper and that is appealing, but you don't get the same kind of service. Some, some of them do. Some of them are, are really good and some of them um, will stand with you, but most of them I'm finding are not someone that I would trust my money with. They're kind of pushing the side of scammer life. No, I wouldn't even say scammer. I would say unknowledgeable. They okay. they, just, they just don't know better. Um, you bring up lead testing or safety compliance in a co-op, you'll get blank stares most of the time. Or you'll get, well, the supplier says it's safe. Well, that that's not good enough for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> China lies. That's the first rule in importing and dealing with China is China lies. That's just mm -hmm. what they do. They want the sale. Um, or if you bring up copyright concerns, you get, replies of oh well it was on google so it's fair game it's like no that's not how this works no <laughs> so there's there's very few i'm still in a couple co-ops i buy from a couple um non cloth diaper specific co-ops still so i do understand the business model and i do get why they pop up but a lot of them are just they don't know better it's about asking questions and it's about researching yeah and researching it took me a while to figure that out too but I did, and <laughs> I like to think we're on the right track. So there's your co-ops and the cheap diapers, and you're trying to pave way by providing education and information. So how do you feel that you are lining up with higher-end brands? Do you feel that there's a place in the market for all price points? Don't want to take the place of the higher-end brands. There's mm -hmm. always going to be Bone Genius, Grovia, Apple Cheeks, Best Bottoms, Buttons. They're all, they're going to be there. I want to give options to people. Um, most of our customers have a mix. They have, you know, um, Grovia ones for overnight and they love them. And then they have some of our cheaper options for just day to day or as extras. Um, we're also hitting the market with other items other than diapers. Like we, we sell the diaper pods, which we were unfortunately denied a patent for. Um, what is a diaper pod? It's a wet bag material um but it's square it's almost like um, a cube like a like a cube it's almost like a makeup bag oh, okay if you get those cosmetic bags 
but it's double lined with the water resistant PUL. Mm -hmm. um, so it's great for everything. We've done snacks, Legos, matchbox cars, diapers, swimsuits, um, pretty much anything you can think of we've used them for. We have two sizes now. One is about, this is hard not being on a video. Um, <laughs> one holds like four to six all-in-ones and then our bigger size we actually designed specifically for soft structured carriers okay. to keep those safe. Um, and so those fit most carriers and most ring slings now. Um, but yeah, that was one of our, we were, I, I want to say one of the first to mass produce that style. Mm -hmm. um, it had been done by work at home moms in the past, but we actually designed the double layer PUL and we had it mass produced. Um, and now it's catching on everywhere. Yes, that's why I have to, I know that everybody's gonna be like diaper pod. I kind of know what a diaper pod is, but I know people don't though. Yeah, so so we, we did that. We're, we're getting into clothing. Uh, we have a couple dress sets up on the site now that we're hoping to um, stock for cotton and polyester clothing that fits over cloth because we have a, a lot of problem with pants, especially. Um, especially girl pants. Not fitting very well. <laughs> So we're hoping to expand into that. We're doing things like replay dishware and Avanchi dishware, which are eco-friendly dishes, recycled dishware. We're doing things like piggy paint, um, non-toxic nail polish, eco kids art supplies. So we're, we're really kind of trying to expand more and more, especially for our customers who maybe aren't in diapers anymore, or rather their kids aren't in diapers anymore. Um, so that we can retain those customers because the community is amazing. We don't want to lose anyone. No, that's yeah. something that's really unique. I think about the cloth diaper community is that right. People... It really is amazing. My favorite part of my day is, you know, interacting with people in our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. They have so much knowledge and feedback and, and it's just, it's really great to have that one-on-one -on -one kind of feeling. So if someone is listening, wanted to get started cloth diapering today, what products would you recommend that you start with from your store? Don't or buy all of one thing is always my number one advice. Um, cloth diapers are kind of like jeans. Each cut, each brand is going to fit a little different. Um, you might find out that you want to start with all-in-ones and then you find out they're too bulky. But if you buy 30 of them before you know that, then you're kind of stuck with them. So um, one of our trial packs in 2019 is basically going to be an all-in-one, a cover, a pocket, um, possibly some accessories, but just to give you a feel of what's gonna work for you. So I always tell people, grab a Happy Flute Pocket, grab an Alva Pocket, grab a Fluffy Penguin All-in-One, grab a Fluffy Penguin Cover, grab a Happy Flute Cover, and just start with like 30 bucks worth and, and see what works before you go all in. And I guess that's the benefit of if we loop back around to shopping with Fluffy Penguin is that we can do that. We can buy one of seven different pockets and see what works for us. Right, and we, we're also expanding into um, Alva normally does pockets only. We mm -hmm. have an agreement with them where we are using their prints that people already love to make other styles. So we'll be expanding into Alva covers and all-in-ones as well. Oh, like they, Alva, doesn't Alva make an all-in-one? They do, but it, it's in like five prints. Oh. We're going to expand that. And, okay. I was like, I, I also know I ordered some prints off Elva and I thought I ordered an all one, so I was confused there. Yeah, but their main market is cover, so we're hoping to kind of help people who still want those prints but maybe don't want that style. 
And then in 2019, people will be able to just order a trial package directly without having to make necessarily all those decisions. Right. We're hoping in spring to start offering bundle deals where we'll be um, probably revamping our website completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, growing pains. <laughs> that's all that e-commerce fun stuff. Right. That's all e-commerce and in constantly growing. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be one of the things we implement is, um, is bundle deals. And some of those are going to be preset bundles where you get two of these and two of these and two of these. And some of those are going to actually be make your own bundles. So if you want 20 pockets, you pick your prints and then you get a discount for buying so many at once. Nice. Nice. So what's been your biggest challenge is becoming a small business owner <laughs> from burgers to this little <laughs> mini enterprise enterprise. That's not the right word. Um, <laughs> funny enough, this is going to loop back to the co-op thing and it's been learning there is so much that goes into people have people have no idea they think I am literally just taking pictures and shipping items it's not that it's accounting taxes it's safety compliance um the lead testing and stuff uh, we track every item we sell as well we actually have a, a safety compliance manager on staff oh. so that if something is recalled we can know exactly who bought it and contact them nice um I have employees who work physically with me. Actually, I have one here in the warehouse with me. Um, so figuring out payroll and taxes and withholding and employee insurance and like all this little stuff that I kind of call the housekeeping. Um, it's not fun because, you know, all I want to do is make the prints and sell the stuff, but it's it is not, required. Yeah. And I think we've really gone above and beyond um, with being a legitimate business, like as much as we can. And uh, that's been definitely the biggest hurdle is learning that and then implementing it. And we're still working on that. Yeah. Every day. Grow. Yeah. Every yeah. little, every new product, you know, brings its own set of housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know there's um, a local um, nursing wear clothing company, like a local mama started her own business here in town and she wanted to bring in, stroller skis but her insurance doesn't cover baby wearing exactly. or stroller things and so she had to return them and just going through all those things that she didn't really realize it wasn't going to be so simple and we all think it is simple but it's it's not right and in fact we we had to stop selling um snap bottom rompers because of the safety concerns with the metal snaps mm -hmm. so we've actually had that happen to where um we had one batch um, that we actually stopped selling completely because of safety concerns. So we, we've, that research has paid off in the past. So we're going to keep doing that, but now it's finding another supplier who can meet those safety standards and retesting and getting samples in and all that sort of stuff. So we're kind of starting with the square one with the rompers at least. <laughs> so where do you go to every new product? Like, like how do you even tackle those things? You're just like, on Google, connecting with people, calling, that, that just seems overwhelming. Um, as far as finding suppliers, I'm not really going to. Well, yeah, well, I have the, the research of, um, of knowing what you can and can't do. Is that just. Um, I, I have, like I said, I have a, a compliance manager on staff. Basically what happens is I find something I fall in love with and I message her and she either says, yes, this is what you need. Or she says no and smacks me across the head. Okay. So you've uh, got somebody who can help you who kind of yeah. knows those ins and outs. 
I have, I have a very, very knowledgeable person who yeah. um, actually works with the, the government safety office so to make sure got- that her information is up to date. And then she keeps me up to date. Gotcha. I was like, that just seems overwhelming. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. If I didn't pay someone to do it, um, I probably wouldn't be in business, to be honest, because it is. It's so much. And then I have an accountant. I have a social media person. I have all these people on my team who make this run. So you know, it's funny when we get customer service emails. A lot of time, it's like, "Hey, Ket," and I'm like, "It's not just me. It, we have a whole team." So you never know who's really going to answer that message, but um, it's kind of funny that I've become like this figurehead for this fairly large company. We have, I think nine employees now. So yeah, I didn't realize that I always, I know I see your business and I always just assume it's just you, but no. it's not. That's, yep, we're, we're getting big. That's amazing. And it's probably amazing feeling for you to know that you've, you've given nine people jobs, eight people. Oh, jobs. Absolutely. And, and my employees here at the warehouse bring their kids to work with them. Um, so they don't have to worry about childcare costs. And that's extremely rewarding for me. Um, I've gotten to know their kids and I get called Auntie Ket and, you know, we've become best friends as well as the employer employee relationship. So that has been extremely rewarding too, to get to know these amazing people who I just happen to get to boss around every day (laughs) Um, and really becoming really good friends with them. And they've been instrumental too. I don't think we would be growing like this without my, my minions, I call them. So So how do you make time for you? do you you make time for you um the the problem with having your personal facebook integrated so much with your business is it's it's so integrated um time for me literally is me closing out of facebook yeah or messenger or email and and even in the way china is set up because china is 12 hours ahead of us Um, I work at midnight, like that's my office hours is normally like 8am to 2pm when the mail gets picked up um, for shipping. And then 9pm to about midnight for ordering and samples and working with China because they're on a different time schedule. So every once in a while, I'll just I'll tell people I'm like, tell my team, okay, I'm clocking out, I'm done, I need a break. But most of the time, even if I'm watching a movie, I'll have Facebook open or I'll have messenger open. And that doesn't really bother me. I I enjoy it. Um, It does get tiring. And in fact, um, we're, I don't know if you want to publish this or not, but we're gearing up for black Friday right now. And it's been crazy, like crazy. Like we're expecting probably 2,500 orders over black Friday weekend. Um, So we've been really ramping up and it's just, you can feel the burnout kind of coming <laughs> and I'm just hoping I can get through the two weeks and then I'll probably disappear for like a week <laughs> and enjoy, enjoy a little bit of Christmas, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. And China closes down here soon for the new year. Next year, so you'll have a little break, right? Um, China closes down pretty much for all of February yeah. and it's terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> We're doing just- Valentine's and Easter stuff right now. Like they're in production right now because that closure just affects everything. Yeah. And co-ops, again, with their lack of, of knowledge, especially new ones, I see people opening orders and promising them like mid-February. And uh, 
and like, like uh, uh. I try so hard to stay out of it because I don't want to be bossing people around and you know telling them how to do it but it's like I've done this I know (laughs) yeah that's um that's been something I've heard recently too from a lot of people starting up companies is that making sure they include that time has been a challenge but it might be good for you because you maybe you get a little bit of a break yeah hopefully Hopefully there'll be other things to work on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Retest all our lead certificates and stuff in February as well. So we'll be busy with that. I'm sure. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. Cause that's always like top of mind question. People want to know is. Yep. We redo all our testing yearly through a U.S. based lab in Georgia um, on our dime. So there is no bias. There's no supplier going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's safe. Just trying to get the sale. Um, This is all third-party independent U.S. testing. Awesome. And that's everything. That's the PUL, the plastic snaps, the metal snaps, any buttons. Oh, really? Any, um, like we have bibs that have PUL on the back of it to to make them waterproof. Any of that, um, zippers, anything metal or plastic gets tested. I must naively, will be honest, that I only thought it was the PUL and I never thought Mm -mm. about all the other little components Yep. There's a lot. I didn't realize that's, that's really uh, amazing. It's worth so, it to us to make sure it's safe. Yeah. So does, and actually it's a law as well. Oh yeah. Well, Businesses who sell children's items are actually legally required to have that testing on hand, but a lot of them don't. No. So does fluffy penguin ship everywhere? We ship everywhere in the U S including FPO and APO. Um, we ship most international. There are a couple restrictions, mostly in the middle East regarding the laminate on most okay. items but i know we've shipped to like scotland ireland the uk australia i had canada. one go to france the other day canada oh. well, maybe I'll check out africa. that was where that was africa oh i can't even tell you what part of africa i just know it said africa and that was <laughs> really kind of cool um, i couldn't pronounce the city or the town to save my life but it was neat which is funny too as well you shipped to china i have shipped to china and japan yeah that that speaks to your power in the community like people are dropping your name everywhere people love fluffy penguin i i hope so we we try really hard i mean we've been told and i'm trying not to brag but we've been told that our customer service is is beyond what people expect especially from a small business so one of my main focuses as we grow especially is to continue that trend and make sure that people don't leave our site upset or angry or um unresolved like I I hate that I have messages unresolved in my help desk system and it's like no um but we we want people to be happy with what they buy or else we wouldn't be doing this we're not in it really for the money we're in it to make people happy and for cheeseburgers and for cheeseburgers. So have you been eating a lot of cheeseburgers? Absolutely. Oh, good. Perfect. Perfect. I, I'm so excited for you to have shared your story because I have learned so much. And definitely as a high-end cloth diaper snob, I've been like, what is this fluffy penguin business? But uh, my heart is so full of joy listening to your story about what you're doing to protect the industry, support the industry, and provide cloth diaper community. I'm just I'm just thrilled today and I can't wait to share your story. I'm trying. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about there out there lately, especially about unethical diapers. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm not seeing that. And of course we actually have a trip planned in June to go to China to visit all these factories um, and to inspect them. This will be a business trip. We will be 
inspecting their processes, you know, meeting the people making these, that we can report back and say, yes, we've been there. This is what it's like, you know. But you don't see child labor with the brands that we stock. Now, I, I can't talk about the dollar, you know, wish diapers or whatever, but the brands that we stock are fairly responsible with their labor practices. People get, you know, breaks every other week. It seems like China's on a four-day weekend holiday. <laughs> um, and I, I have no reason to believe that there are children out there sewing their fingers off with these brands. Okay. I wouldn't knock them if I did. Um, and that's, I think, a huge misconception is that these are sweatshop conditions. And I, I don't think they are, maybe in the past. But I don't think at this point, at this day and age, with this specific industry, um, that they are. So I kind of try to fight back with that notion. Yeah. As soon as we get all our stuff back from China in June, I'm hoping to be able to completely shut down that notion. Yeah, I will look forward to watching for that then. That is exciting. And I really hope that I can get this out and we can really help break down some of those notions that I know are. <laughs> but now you're a real person. You're a real mom. You're a real leprechaun doing a little dance when someone pushes a button. It's, yep. Yeah. And I do too sometimes. Where can people buy? What's your website? Where can people follow you? What are um, all the links people need to know to find more about Fluffy Penguin? Our retail website is thefluffypenguincompany.com. And it is a G, not a Q. We've had people misspell penguin with a Q before. Um, we do do retail pre-orders mostly on the clothing because that's still a new thing on our Facebook group, which is called fluffy penguin pre-order group. And that's where you, you pay up front and then we put the items into production and ship them to you. Most of the time it's at a discount kind of co-op style, but with more backing, like we, we do refunds and exchanges and all that sort of stuff, just like a retail store. And then um, we're on Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter, but I don't know those addresses off the top of my head. I'll add them to the show notes for anybody. Okay, I'll get them to you because I'm a social media person. Oh, well, I'm sure I can find them. They're probably not hard. They're probably all like at the Fluffy Penguin or at Fluffy Penguin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll find them and we'll add them. I am so excited for your 2019. I will be staying close watch to see what you become. We see all these amazing new cloth diaper mamas, retailers, brands tearing up a storm in the cloth diaper community these days. And sure, you can wander over to their About Me page and they'll share some glimpse into their life about what they're doing and their passions. But it's really hard to kind of understand pieces of the bigger picture. And that's why I'm so grateful for all the brands and retailers and mamas who've come onto the show and started to tell these stories. and. I have really learned a lot and I'm looking forward to learning more and I'm really sorry that I didn't talk closer to the mic in this episode and I'm really quiet. So this might be my last episode for 2018. I'll see if I get something together for next week. Otherwise, I am still looking for guests for 2019. So if you have some recommendations, send them my way. I love talking with mamas, brands, and retailers and I can't wait for more shows, even though I have a new job, which does take a lot of my time. So thank you for joining me. You can find the Cloth Diaper Podcast on 
anywhere you find a podcast. We're also on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and I do have a YouTube channel where I'm working on creating YouTube videos because I was a blogger at Simply Mom Daily for years, and I have tons of great written content, and it turns out that the world really likes to learn in other ways, so we're going to try to make that happen. Thanks for joining me. Bye!